Hello, this is Lucille from Horse for Horror, and you are about to listen to the sixth episode of the podcast where we talk about the Outwaters. Just want to preface this episode with content warnings as per usual. This episode contains a lot of talk of uh, just blood, gore, uh, mutilation, um, murder, uh, just horrific things happening to, to people in really upsetting ways. Um, particularly some mentions of genital mutilation, self-harm, and a discussion about nuclear testing, um, if that's a thing that bothers you. So proceed on this episode with caution, and um, if you listen, um, hope you enjoy it. Have a good rest of your day. get some water um i'll be right back to intro the podcast the shit was fucked up man yeah shit sucked this movie fucked me up yeah yeah it really it really made you fear it really made you it made you outwatered exactly Ah, what a lovely day. How are you guys feeling? I'm fucked up, dude. What did you do to us? Lucy, what the fuck's wrong with you? Honestly. Well, why did you show us this movie? Because I really want to welcome to Horse for Horror, a podcast where three friends get together and talk about what they're watching in the world of horror. I'm Lucille. I'm Tabs. I'm Will. And... We <laughs> we had we had a hell of a time this week. We watched the Outwaters, uh, twenty twenty three film, twenty twenty two premiere, directed by Robbie, directed, written, starred, edited, Jack of all trades, Robbie Joe Banfitch. Um, what a fucking film this is. This movie, I. So, I love horror movies, obviously. And I like... F- Why would you run this podcast? I know. <laughs> and I love fucked up horror movies. Like, that's also a thing that I like to enjoy. This movie, I genuinely sat there for a good portion of this movie with my mouth agape. Because I just, like, was like, uh... It, like, it... I don't know exactly what it was. But this movie, like, it fucked me up. <laughs> it it fucked me up, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> genuine genuine fucking like horror. Genuine like fucking fear seeping through every fucking s- minute of this film. God, yeah. Um so I um I I chose this episode mainly because I really want to see this movie again. Um, um, I've, I have chosen the past few movies in the row, but I'll let them, but I'm letting the gang go, uh, pick some movies next time. They're not going to tell me what they're going to pick. I have specifically asked them to not tell me what they pick, um, to spite me. <laughs> um, but the reason why I want to do this one episode was the day this movie came out, I hosted a watch party of it with, with my partner and some of my friends. And... We all got together in a server and watched this, and I have never seen a movie with that amount of people where the reaction was that divisive. Um, On top of that, being a fucking movie that felt so hellish, this movie, by all accounts and purposes fucking sucks to watch <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a bad way at all um it just it's so much god the the entire cast and crew put everything into this movie and both times I've watched it I have just come out feeling worse <laughs> like a worse person because it's just so visceral yeah it's like a it's an extremely fucking dense movie there is so much going on 
it's so much that is like beyond like comprehension or explanation that uh, it's just it's just so much. It's so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, basic basic uh premise for this, if you haven't if you haven't seen the Outwaters yet, and you're just kind of just wondering, like, because like. I'm a per- I'm a person who talks about horror movies a lot, and so my friends listen to this podcast who don't really watch horror movies, and so just like they don't really watch the movies, and I'm saying like if you are easily squeamish or easily terrified, um, maybe sit this one out. <laughs> if you don't watch horror movies, don't watch this horror movie. <laughs> like yeah, don't. it is just don't. it is something that is not great for beginners i don't want to say that because it sounds so pretentious but like it is just something that like it is not an easy horror movie for even like really big fans of horror movies to watch yeah so i would not recommend it to people necessarily who are not used to horror movies if that makes sense yeah even um i I hadn't, when I first went into this, I didn't know, like, what, like, I knew it was gonna be, like, hellish, because, like, I went to see Terrifier 2 in theaters, and that's when the teaser for this dropped, it was in front of Terrifier 2, and so I'm just like, what the fuck is this movie? Holy shit, I really want to see this, and then more trailers came out about it, and sort of getting linked in the Skinamarink discourse also, um... Indie horror that was slowly becoming the talk of the town, um, made by uh, made by two made by gay men, <laughs> um, which both fucking awesome that that we have two horror movies that came out this year that got this big and they're b- both made by queer creators, yeah. which I fucking love. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, um, and um, I thought Skin and was going to be the most divisive movie. Uh, when it came down to it, but after seeing Outwaters twice and looking at what people say, holy fuck, I did not realize that this many people hated Outwaters. Yeah, when we went to go watch it, I looked it up as well. Like, I didn't look up spoilers or anything, I just, like, googled it. And, uh, the star ratings were all, like, in the three stars to, like, two and a half, you know, three and a half stars, and I was just like, whoa, I've never seen, like... It's it's rare to really see a movie online get like three and a half stars kind of consistency like in the Google results because usually people are either like this movie fucking blows or this movie's the best movie ever and yeah. to see it kind of be in the middle of the road was like huh yeah one thing that I also really liked is um I, just just before getting to the movie about like the review is uh is, uh, Robbie seems to have a pretty good sense of humor about it all. Um, like, he doesn't seem to, from, from what we've been seeing, at least, he doesn't seem to be taking, like, the criticism too seriously. Like, he's publicly said, like, this movie is not gonna be for everyone. And there have been people who have been saying some really fucking bonkers shit about this movie. And, um, there is a review that I saw, like, before the movie came out, which is when it premiered, where the person is, like, spoiling the entire review, which, which I was like, okay, what, but then I look in the comments, and, uh, like, they specifically make a comment, the, the director himself, Robbie, he's on Letterboxd, he made a comment just being like, hey, just a reminder for all those who came to this really fun review, um, I don't actually enjoy feet, um, uh, everything that happens in this review is true, but I'm not attracted to my own feet, uh, thanks for, thanks for this review, though. Um, so, and that was on, like, a half-star review. So, it's glad that he has, like, a sense of humor about it and, like, isn't able to take, like, the criticism, like, that deep to heart. He, like, knows the type of things that he wants to make. At least from what I've been seeing, from what he's been saying. And, like, it's, it's cool to have that, you know? It's cool. It's cool because, like, within, like, this day and age, you have, like, people who, like, come on and, like, You've had, like, some, like, more famous people come in and being like, oh, people aren't just getting my movie, and you're just mad, uh, that, and I'm, and I'm mad because you're not getting my movie, and now we have, like, some other crews just being like, you don't have to like my movie, like, what the, like, who fucking cares, I made this movie for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
And it really seems like the crew had such a fun time on set. Um, like, it, like from, like, pictures that I've seen and stuff, it just seems like they had such a fun time. It seemed like it's a very close-knit film. The entire crew is basically just friends and family of Robbie. Um, his mom plays his own mom in the movie and also does, like, effects work on it, too. Did, like, some effects work on this, too. His mom is lovely. She followed me on Twitter a while ago, and she's so sweet. <laughs> she's such a lovely, mm. such a lovely person. Um, enough talking about like background of this movie, because um, I'm just we're just sort of talking about it. Um, I realized I was originally going to like talk about what this is about. Basically, plot, plot, simple, plot, short. Uh, uh. Outwaters is about four friends who go into the Mojave Desert to film a music video. And, um, I hope you like cosmic horror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we basically all agreed after this movie, because we had, like, a small discussion afterwards about it. Uh, we basically all agreed that this is, like, this is Lovecraftian, you know? Like, this is... Yes. In the sense of, like, perceiving horror that, like, you cannot perceive, this is what that means. Like, this was definitely something that just, like, the protagonist and the other characters all witnessed something that they should have never seen. And just, like, should have never saw it because it just, like, fucked their mind completely yeah. up. And I think it, yeah. it, I think is, it fits. Oh. There is nothing left, basically, to their mind. It is all gone. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. The only thing left in their mind is the horror they witnessed, and I think that is just like I think that comes across pretty well throughout the movie. Is that you could just tell that like there is nothing left for the, these these characters after this. Like, there is no coming back from this, quite literally. Like, the, no amount of therapy could fix this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> implying that they're even going to make it to therapy. Yeah, I know, yeah, but like. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, the, in the bright world where everyone in this movie survives and can make it out. Uh, and like, as above, so below, where they all, like, escape, like, the catacombs at the end. Mm hmm. Um,. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. Episode, I guess. <laughs> um, but fuck, yeah. Um, I think something that... Oh, I'm sorry, I just realized, Will, you were trying to say something earlier. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's alright. I was just gonna say, like, uh, I think it's really interesting to see, like, a Lovecraftian-inspired, um, film take the direction of a found footage movie. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think it... It, it surprisingly lends very well to uh, uh, the, I guess, genre or like style of filmmaking, where where you're like you can't, you really can't see everything the person filming is seeing, or like yeah. I th I think that that's what makes this movie so scary to me. Um, I've always been one to to go to bat for found footage movies. I think. Most of the time, they get a really bad rap. Um, like, there's a lot of fun footage movies out there that I've seen that I love that people don't like. There's, 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 there's some, there's some bad ones. I'm willing to admit, but movies like The Outwaters are why I will constantly go to bat for found footage film because of how hard it is to truly make one work, and The Outwaters works, and it's a long, it's a hundred minutes long. But and it feels that, but it relish you relish in that fact because you actually get to know the characters for the first like half of the movie. You get to know these you see these characters interact and how they are as friends and as family and what and what they act like and they feel like actual real people. And I think it all also helps because all the cast members are friends in real life. Um, and then so when it gets to the horror aspect of of the film it's a fucking nightmare because you spent 40 minutes watching these characters um just like be so sweet and just wonderful and then they're all just you just 
spend a majority of the movie in pitch black darkness with blood curdling screaming and and just like blood everywhere and it's just it's horrific it's it's deeply upsetting and it's really hard to watch because it's just like it it feels it genuinely feels like like the people like the like they say that at the beginning of the movie they say that this was recovered by like the Mojave Police Department, I believe the footage. Yeah. And you really get the sense in the footage that the cop who's watching this does not want to watch the footage and doesn't trim and isn't trimming the footage and just putting every bit of video from the SD card onto it and combine it because every scene feels like it goes on for so long in the best way. Yeah, and as somebody who lives on the west coast and like i've driven through deserts before and like you know i've been to deserts and things like that deserts have always kind of like freaked me out a little bit because of just like the amount of nothingness there like it truly feels like there is nothing around you when you are deep in the desert and that you know there is shit that like is just out there, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think this movie did a very good job at, like, sort of preying on that fear because, like, it's like, oh, what the fuck? It- we don't know what the fuck is out in the desert. <laughs> Shit happens out there all the time and we don't know. And it's just, like, it that really preyed, you know, the movie really preyed on that fear for me, uh, personally. And so I really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed the sort of first part of the movie where it was humanizing the characters like lucy said because it just made it the horrors sort of like the punch of the horrors all that much harder mm-hmm. to witness because you're like oh no like these were people yeah, <laughs> and like, stuff like, like seeing, that seeing them like slowly lose their humanity and like like fall deeper and deeper into like nothingness is just it's it it is it's soul crushing it's genuinely like hard to watch yeah i i i think one thing about another thing that i really like about this is just like yeah it just it really gets that accurate feeling of just gut-wrenching terror like this movie isn't gonna scare everybody but if you're willing to believe it this movie is fucking horrific because like like one something that i've always believed in is the unknown is scarier than the known like what you don't see is effectively going to be far scarier than what you do see um because like like I think there's a specific quote from from Roger Ebert, I think regarding like Blair Witch Project. I think where I, I I'm going to be paraphrasing a bit, but it's just like um, the thing that the noise in the darkness is always going to be scarier than the noise than the thing that makes the noise in the darkness. Um, any child can tell you that, and I 100% agree. For a majority of like that third act, you are not seeing the creatures or whatever is. You aren't you aren't even fully knowing what how these characters are dying. You just see like flashes and glimpses that are incomprehensible. And that's what makes it scarier cuz it just you're you're not getting that view of like you're seeing these people getting chopped up with an axe or you're seeing them being torn apart by a creature. You're just seeing them and it's just, it's just like, un- it, you're just seeing anything happen. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Something too that like, I grew up being told all the time when I was like, uh, when I would go camping or anywhere in the woods, desert, whatever, was that you never fucking touch anything <laughs> and you leave shit alone and you leave it there. Like, you never take anything back. And throughout this entire movie, I don't know if y'all heard me, but throughout this whole movie, I was sitting there like, don't fucking touch that. Put it back. You're, you're, 
You are one of the most vocal people I've ever watched movies with, and this is a perfect example because there are just times where I can just hear you just under your breath just go like, no, please, no, please. <laughs> Put it back. Oh, my God. <laughs> because Don't do of, it. Don't fucking do it. One of my that you told me, <laughs> one of the things that you told me was, I think, like, like after the, I don't know entirely when you thought this, but it's, like, around the time when Robbie wakes up, in the desert after the cast, you're just like, oh, the movie's gonna be over soon. Yeah. And oh. there's like an hour left of the movie. Oh, there was a whole point where there was like one moment in the movie where a light switches off. And from then on, I was sitting there in my head being like, oh, the movie's almost over now. Oh, the movie's gonna end soon. Oh, the movie's gonna be done now. Because Lucy had said, like, if you guys feel too overwhelmed by this movie, just let me know and I'll stop the movie. And, like, from then on, I was overwhelmed. (laughs) And I was like, well, the movie should be over soon. I'm not gonna, like, cut it off now because it should be over soon. And it wasn't. (laughs) It kept going and kept getting worse and worse by the minute. And by the end of the movie um i was just sitting there and like lucy was like oh we should record now and i was like dude i don't think i can i don't think i can think about this movie for a few yeah. days <laughs> for reference also yeah, I- we were going to record this episode and we were going to watch this movie at the end of march um because we guess who got a concussion yeah <laughs> i was oh, yeah. i was helping clean my uh, garage with my mom and a thing fell on my head and I got a very minor concussion. It was not, I didn't pass out or anything. I'm fine. And so I like let the, I let Lucy and Will know on the Thursday that it happened because we record on Friday and I let Lucy and Will know. And I was like, Hey, just letting you guys know, I got a concussion and I don't know if I can <laughs> like, or something fell in my head. I'm going to the doctor in the morning. Uh, I'll let you guys Imagine know. Imagine watching this movie while having a concussion. I think I'd die. Oh, it was it was insane. Like, I was I was pretty okay, but they had told me like try not to like watch things, like try to limit your screen time. You know, try and so and I like I sat there and I was like I don't think I can watch any horror movie, let alone one that Lucy has like brought up, made her feel uncomfortable and fucked up. Yeah, because um. When I watched this, um, I I watched this with my my partner for the first time. I watched it with my partner and a couple of my best friends, and I, I I bring up skin rate comparisons also because on my first viewing, both these movies made me cry out of fear. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't. I don't think I've ever done that since I was four years old watching Jumanji. Which is still a movie that I have not gone back to because that fucked me up so much. We watched um, a little bit of it. We got pretty far. We watched a little bit of it, and I actually I started to cry. I'm like, can we turn this yeah, off, I please? I can't. <laughs> but yeah, like it just it overwhelmed me so much, and and I I think the perfect the perfect um, encapsulation of of that overwhelmness came from my second viewing, watching it with Tabs and Will. Because as soon as the movie ended, um, Tabs just goes, is it over? And the credits roll, and you can, and both of them just go, fuck! Like, <laughs> I, I, I put in my letterbox review, and I will say it here. I don't think I can genuinely say I enjoyed this movie, because I don't think that's the right word for this type of viewing. I think this movie is good and great, and it has a lot of great parts of it, but I don't think I can mm-hmm. actively say that, like, I enjoyed watching this movie, because... Oh, no. It's no. not... You know, like, one of my top movies is The Thing, and that movie is pretty fucked up with its gore and things like that. I enjoy watching The Thing because it makes me, you know, nervous and like, oh, it's like, ah, oh, spooky, scary. This, though, I did not enjoy watching yeah. because it just, like, preyed on fears that I didn't even know I had. And I was just, like, sitting there like, who was this made for? <laughs> you know, like this was a movie that you're like, who asked for this? Oh, um, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. As you. someone who actively can't, who actively was freaking out during both viewings of this, was who was made for me? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned this, I think, in my first letterbox review or 
of for this or when I end up seeing this for the first time. It I when I was in fifth grade, I wrote a story about me and my friends staying at a hotel, um, and then we wake up and all of our skin is missing. The fuck is wrong? With you? What the hell is wrong with I, you? Yeah, I. I read this in front of my fifth grade class. Oh no! <laughs> oh. I got an A plus on it. I got an A plus. Can you imagine <laughs> just like one of your classmates, like their parents are like, "Oh, honey, what did you get? What did you do at school today?" Um, Lucy came up in the front of the class and read a score story about how she didn't have any skin left. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think. There are times where I'm just like, I'm so curious as to why I they kicked me out of my first school that I went to, and then I think about how I was in, when I was in fifth grade. I wrote this story. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah track. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that school that I was kicked out of, though. But it was just like, <laughs> that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> um, but God, yeah, just there's. I don't enjoy watching this movie either because it is so fucking scary to me. It's so viscerally terrifying. Um, and what, and it feels like every time I watch this movie, I feel like I want to die. Like, not in the sense of, like, oh, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to off myself, but just, like, the feeling, the gut feeling afterwards just feels like I've been in hell for the past two hours. I... I, I, I've been in hell for the past two hours. I feel dread. I feel hopeless. I feel like I'm in a nightmare after watching this movie. Like, I feel like watching this movie killed me. <laughs> like, that's the type of feeling that I get when watching it. Which is normally not the type of praise you want to hear for a movie that you give a 9 out of 10 like I did. <laughs> but, like... It's it it's it just when it, it works really well. It does. It really does. Like it is yeah. just something that I yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it does what it intends to do extremely well. Like like its yeah, goal is just, to, is to no. just fucking just give you a intense feeling of dread and uh just 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 nightmare just nightmare 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 <laughs> it was i yeah i i don't know if i would watch this movie again because just like it's that movie that you kind of watch and then you put on your shelf and you're like i watched that movie it was a good you know it was a good movie i never want to watch it again because of the indescribable feeling that it gave me while I was watching this movie <laughs> like I've had that a yeah. few times and it's just like yeah like I really do enjoy this movie I think it's great I would maybe recommend it to some people and maybe some friends in the future but I'll never watch it with them yeah I have a few movies there are generally a few movies where it's like I don't think I'd ever watch them again Outwaters is not one of them I initially said that was Skin Rink, but then I ended up seeing it two more times <laughs> Um, <laughs> I ended up seeing Skinnerick in theaters, which I would love to see the Outwaters in theaters. Like, holy fuck! If I can, like that, that would be fucking hell. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to mention also is when we finished the movie, you mentioned something about like wanting to like form your thoughts and like what it all meant. Do you have like an interpretation of the movie at all, Tabs? Yeah, I do. Uh. I'll go first because I kind of have thought about it for a bit. I so <laughs> I don't know how to say this without being like I'm from the West Coast, but um, <laughs> speaking like what what fucking what's her name in the is it? I think it's I, Ashley. I, I, I think it's Ashley, the one that like no, it's it's Angela. It's Angela, the one that has Angela, the yeah. vocal fry and like yeah. The Valley we Girl. We fucking accent. love Angela I... so much. Tabs is from the West Coast, <laughs> and every time Angela spoke, you're just like, they're like, I need to know, is this person actually from the West Coast or not? Because that voice, I've heard that voice. Like, I've talked <laughs> to people who have that vocal. I remember distinctly, too, growing up, 
And on the news, there was a segment about how girls were starting to do the vocal fry and do the little like question mark at the end of their voice (laughs) all the time. And this was like on the news talking about it. And so like, I remember distinctly like growing up and like hearing that and I still hear it to this day, just like the intense vocal frying of the voice at the end. Like, ugh, it was so good. It was my ASMR. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) Like it was so good. Um, No, but so I, I've also been very interested in like history and things like that about the West and stuff like that. And primarily the deserts of the West, uh, Western United States. In fact, uh, part of the reason why I couldn't watch this movie with Lucy the first time that she watched it was I was on my way home from Las Vegas. <laughs> and yeah. um, in Las Vegas, there is a atomic testing uh, museum that's about the uh, nuclear and other atomic testing that they did in the deserts of the Western United States. And... So throughout this movie, we're watching the, you know, this movie of about this like fucked up thing in the desert that is causing people like horrible things that should never be seen and stuff like that. There is a brief sec- section of the movie where a character falls down onto the ground and he uncovers a um, sign that says prohibited area, you know. And Mm -hmm. there's also a gas mask nearby. And I remember, too, it's saying, like, there was nuclear testing nearby. So in my opinion, and kind of how I thought, is that because there are areas of the deserts of the Western United States that you are not allowed to go to because of the amount of radiation and leftover stuff from these atomic testing sites that this was that one of those areas um and that unfortunately probably some uh dust storms uh the signs were knocked down or something like or something removed them we don't know and what had happened like in this area was that uh do the radiation or something from those test sites it just like mangled something (laughs) And turned it into something that is just horrible and horrifying. And I like that idea because it sort of like talks, it, it, it lends itself into the idea that this was a man-made horror because it was, you know, because we did testing sites there and stuff like that. And so... That's kind of the vibe that I got from the movie was that it was just left like this was an area that no human nowadays should have been at because of the uh, radiation poisoning and other radiation leftovers from the previous atomics testing sites, uh, which has its credence in real life because there are areas of the Mojave Desert and other deserts in the Western United States that are not, uh, you cannot go into because of leftovers, basically. (laughs) Um, and it's also something too, that has been, uh, sort of politicalized because of, uh, certain areas belonging to, well, I don't want to say politicalized. That's probably the Mm -hmm. wrong word, but these were once areas that belonged to indigenous peoples of the area. And now you have people who are like, you just can't go here anymore because we took this land from you and we poisoned it. And so it's very just like, I don't know. It really interested me. And I would like to see maybe, I know there's like an epilogue and a um, prologue to this movie that we haven't watched yet. And I would like to see maybe if they like touch on that and that. If not, that's fine too. This could also just be... I don't want to say it. <laughs> this could all just be a theory. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, and, you know, maybe not something... Like, I just looked more deeper into because, yeah, I did, like... Uh, I did just get back from the Atomic Testing Museum where it did talk about, literally, them, you know, the United States government 
going into the deserts of Nevada, California, Arizona, Utah, and just like quite literally blowing up bombs, nuclear bombs in the middle of the desert. And the sort of like fallout, quite literally, the fallout from that, because there were multiple different towns too surrounding the areas that have uh, higher cancer rates because of the wind uh, carrying over radiation. So I don't know. I was just really, I thought it was really cool and interesting that they kind of gave a clip of that and stuff. So I don't know. It, it seemed, uh, it seems cool. And I think that's a cool aspect, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that's definitely a very interesting, uh, interpretation of it. Cause like, I didn't notice that sign until my second viewing. I was just like, oh fuck. Yeah. Damn it's man. definitely something that like, he spends like a few seconds on it. Like he uncovers it. There's a gas mask. And I think maybe if you haven't really like known, uh, that, the United States government did that in our country that you might have sort of like not realized what it meant, if that makes sense. Like, because mm -hmm. it's not like people know about it kind of, but it's not super well known that like, yes, quite literally the United States government went to the middle of the desert and blew up nuclear bombs <laughs> to test them um, in the middle of the fucking desert um, or atomic bombs. Sorry. Um, God damn, you're going to jail. I bro. know, I'm going right to jail. Um, <laughs> on their paws right now. I'm <laughs> um, and so I think, like, if maybe you didn't have that knowledge beforehand, or if you're like me, somebody who just came back maybe from a fucking museum about that whole scenario, you might have not taken as much of a sort of, uh, like... You would have looked into it deeper as much, maybe. But, yeah. I think that's super interesting yeah. because I think sort of pointing out... Like, it's super interesting to me to have, like, instead of it being, like, a cosmic deity that woke up or, you know, truly Lovecraftian where it was, like, a old god, quote-unquote, that was awoken, if it was maybe truly just man-made and this, like, could have all been prevented had we not had the United States government not done that 50, 60, 70 years ago. And yeah, like this could have all been avoided if man was not greedy warmonger, like, you know, war profit, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause that really does like, uh, interest me. It just, yeah, this was completely man-made. There was, you know, because, the United States government, however long ago, decided to blow shit up in the desert. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 one thing that I also really like about that is, like, it's, like, it partially adding on to that with my own little, little theory about it is, like, it's, like, half man-made and also half, like, demonic, I think, because there definitely is some, like, supernatural elements going on here but there is a but i but after you talk about it, i very i believe that there is a very possible strong chance of like nuclear radiation um because like i don't personally i don't know how the the whole ending with what happens and how he's still alive is just like yeah that's that yeah he, he's <laughs> yeah that's like nuclear radiation i think there's some demonic shit going on too yeah i definitely I'm not think discount, like yeah. i'm not gonna discount nuclear radiation because holy fuck dude i mean my knowledge of like uh there have been like victims of nuclear fallout and nuclear things where they are in horrible conditions and yet they're still alive uh, I won't. I won't go into too much detail about that because it is quite fucked up to read about. But there was, in fact, a person who was kept alive under horrible conditions because of a, um, and he was a victim of a nuclear meltdown, and he was like kept alive, prolonging his life to a certain degree. So technically, it could be, but I don't think I don't think that's maybe what they were going for in this movie because like what the guy did, I don't think any human could withstand, and 
yeah. the things that he's... Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe that is what Rob, maybe that is what Robbie planned the entire time, and you and you predicted. I it. predicted like, it, and like, now I'm gonna get shot. Like, you'll, like, <laughs> like he'll listen to this podcast, and he'll be like, "Well done, Tabaxi. This is exact. You are the first person to understand exactly what I'm going through. What I was going through. You get gold star. I get. I get some. I like." My dad grabs the you mail get, and you get to be you get sent to the Mojave Desert I get on vacation. S- Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! This is something too that I was saying to Will and Lucy. Uh, I uh, I have spent like time in a hotel in the desert. Um, I will never fucking camp in the desert because of like I've had a fear of just like there's there's nothing in the desert y'all <laughs> there's nothing around for miles i ain't i don't want to be i don't want to be there <laughs> i don't i want to be in my comfy little bed with my cat i don't want to be in the fucking desert <laughs> like you don't you don't want to like you don't want to wander around the desert in the dark seeing yourself and seeing your friends get chopped up and tannic ones and then cut off your own dick no well first i would have to get a dick but you know no okay cut off your own clit (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) you are an antichrist i know (laughs) christ almighty um (laughs) yeah antichrist by the way i fucking hate large ranchers but i like that movie but yeah like it i like 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 i said earlier this movie was definitely preyed on a small fear i have of the desert in the first place because yeah, I've always kind of been like, the desert's so pretty and cool, but I will safely enjoy it from a hotel, or I will safely enjoy it from my car as I drive through it because I'm going somewhere else. I <laughs> I can see the appeal of wanting to stay, like, camp in the desert and things like that, but it will I will never do it. <laughs> like, I will never... I enjoy civilization. I enjoy there being mul- a, a people around. Yeah. I will never want to stay somewhere that quite literally means that there is nothing around you. <laughs> I once stayed in Wyoming and we stayed at this fucking Courage the Cowardly Dog cabin in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I remember waking up, going outside and seeing fucking nothing but desert. Oh god, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been to Wyoming, like, I went to Wyoming when I was, like, very, very, very young. I was a baby still. Um, but we drove there. And stuff like that. And I had yeah, same here. And I did drive from uh, Oregon to Salt Lake City. And when you drive that way, you, one of the ways to go through is through Oregon's high desert and uh, Idaho and like Boise and things like that. And you know, I've driven throughout Oregon's high desert a few times, and there is just it, it's nothing for miles, like you are just surrounded by there's not even trees you know because it's a fucking desert (laughs) and so you're just surrounded by nothing and that in its of itself is terrifying to me because it's just like yeah i could see why people died in the desert (laughs) like you know when you know they were moving west or before that and stuff like that i could see how because like truly there is nothing and yeah so this movie definitely this movie definitely preyed on that on me because i was sitting there like i was sitting there like you know simply i would just avoid this by not going into the fucking desert (laughs) like i would simply just avoid that (laughs) this entirely by just not doing this (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would say at a nice little resort and i would be like wow the desert's so nice i'm gonna go into my comfy little bed (laughs) Uh, Woolard, do you have anything to add? Uh, not necessarily in, like, the terms of, like, a theory. Tabs tabs, and you basically said everything, like, I could say. But I wanted to, like, kind of pose a question of sort of, like, is, like, trying to explain the horrors and the, um, like, happenings of this movie diminishing the impact or the, like... Um, just the just the horror of of the um, movie itself, like w- the what is the, what is the, 
yeah, the, it, it ruins the effect. It ruins the um, illusion. Um, like I can when, see what you're putting down. I can see when, what you're putting down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when does it like uh, fully like just take the magic right out of it? Yeah, I think that definitely is part of like what probably the director and writer was going for was the aspect of you don't know what the fuck is going on and you will not know what the fuck is going on because we don't know what the fuck is going on. And so I can kind of get what you're meaning, like, you know, discussing it and trying to discuss, like, if it is it handmade or is it just, like, some fucking thing. Um, definitely, like, I can see what you mean because... Uh, I do think part of the point of this movie is that you don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking... Ah! It's just, ah. Uh... <laughs> just just yeah. scream. Just, yeah, just exactly. yelling. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I think... I definitely... I don't know how much more we have on to say, but I definitely think... The last few things I kind of want to say is that if you do are, if you're ever peaked on the bit of movie that we've talked about, uh, I think go into it very cautiously, I guess, because like, yeah, part of, I wouldn't yeah, say definitely. like, Oh, look up the, you know, the, the trigger warnings and things, because like, I think part of it is that you should go into this movie pretty much blind um and sort of that but also understand <laughs> this is a movie that is not for everybody it is oh my god yeah certainly something that has me and lucy who are seasoned horror movie fanatics shaking in our little boots and i i will say however this movie is terrifying and gut wrench and gut wrenching horrific um, the scariest thing actually happens, like, really early into the film, um, where, um, they're, like, recording the song, and, like, she's singing, like, a really beautiful voice, and then it does a jump cut, and then it's just all heavily auto-tuned. That truly was the man-made horror that we made along the way. That's the man-made horror that this is all about. <laughs> the, auto-tune. That, the auto-tune is what caused the- that's the auto-tune is what caused it. Yeah, the fucking, like, demon or whatever, or whatever old god, like, heard that before and was like, well, I guess I'm gonna kill these people. Or, well, yeah, I guess I'm gonna cause- Yeah, shit, but, like, the fucking, like, beast that was there that you see for, like, a brief second, whatever the hell, like, big boar thing that was, it could hear the auto-tune all the way. And there's like, that shit sucked. <laughs> Turn that fucking Bruce, shit off. The voice was perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I say this in- love and in, in love for the movie yeah um, <laughs> i think if we definitely but, if we either watch the prologue and epilogue together we'll maybe make a little mini soda about it yeah because i'd love to do that or at least like just like watch them in general yeah because i am um, very interested in like what the epilogue could be about because like the movie very much lands like ends with just a okay i guess so that happened the movie ends with one of my with I think one of the most disturbing things that I've witnessed in a long time. Yeah. Like, that ending scene, like, I I don't think a, an ending scene has given me that much chill since when I first saw Hereditary. God, yeah. Oh, my God. The like, feeling I had... The feeling I had watching Hereditary, like, the last 30 or 20 minutes of Hereditary was how I felt throughout this entire movie <laughs> like except I, like times 10 you yeah know, like times like, 10 yeah um but god yeah amazing movie bravo to every everyone involved um i want to i want i'm pulling up like the cast because i want to shout out all of them because like they all do a really good job robbie angela scott michelle um all incredible in in this movie you're all incredibly great actors um, uh, the brief moments when, when Leslie, Robbie's mom shows up are wonderful. She is so sweet. Um, the entire movie is just incredible in the most fucked up way. 
Um, and if you can stomach it, I would highly recommend it. I do recommend it. I think it is a good movie. I won't watch it with you. <laughs> but yeah. I do think it's a very good movie. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. It it's does like a really, well. It's a, it's a really, like, weirdly thought-provoking movie. Not in the way of, like, being, like, especially deep or especially, um, uh, you know, like, um, poignant or having, like, a moral. It's just, like, just yeah. it's a mental mental exercise in general it is it's just it's just an endurance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. test yeah yeah in the best in the best way yeah the exact um, the best way yeah fucking um yeah um next next episode i have no idea i again i fully left it up the next few episodes i have fully left up to tabs and will to decide on their own and to not tell me um they may pick up my least favorite fucking movie of all time and not tell me just to spite them they we're may... watching christmas with they... the cranks <laughs> no. what if what if i come on on like the sixth episode and they're just like and like yeah we're gonna be watching like a movie that i've been wanting to watch for a while and then you turn on mother <laughs> what happened I think you would. I think that would be the end of the podcast. I think you'd be like, "Well, I, I don't." It wouldn't be the end of the podcast, but I would just be like, "I wanna." <laughs> Fine, this is what we're doing. All right. Well, um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Horrors for Horror, uh, the number four. And yep. Wow, I'm redoing that. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Horrors, the number four horror, uh, and. We will keep you all updated, and hopefully nobody else gets any more concussions, and we can get an episode out at the beginning of next month. Yeah. You can yeah. follow me on Twitter at Midwestrogen, with an underscore M-I-D-W-E-S-T-R-O-G-E-N, with an underscore. You can follow me at Tabaxi, T-A-B-A-X-I-I, underscore, on Twitter. And, and you can follow me on Twitter um, as, at will underscore panics with a z all right thank you all for listening thank you all so much for listening um if you wake up one day and you find yourself stranded in the mojave desert you know what you did bye 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 bye